0: Cool. Here we go. We're good to go. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're still we just entered 2018. And um, I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, we both work out quite a lot. Um, there are a lot of newbies at the gym lately. <laughs> always.
1: Yeah. The beginning of any new year, I just always see these new faces. And um, I, I think it's cute. I'm like oh I haven't seen you around. Hope you stay around. Um, <laughs> you know, because the more of you are there, like the lower my fee ends up becoming over time.
0: <laughs> I I, I,
1: don't,
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I think these guys are like fruit flies. Um, they're there to like mess it up.
1: Yeah. They don't know
0: where the, all the equipment is. They don't have the routines in, and then they're just yeah. like running around bumping into stuff. And well, we were
1: that at one point.
0: So, right. Right.
1: And then them just showing up is is half the battle. I mean, it's I always i am torn between judging someone hard for not obeying the etiquette and just maybe not being there to work like what annoys me are people on their phones in the weight section like (laughs) oh that really that really drives me crazy because when you're on your phone and you're standing there like why not just move yourself over to another area so that someone else could be using that space to like
0: oh I see work
1: out um but but at the same time if, it, if if you being on your phone is a precursor to you just getting into the gym and being physically active, then who am I to judge?
0: Because- I see. Yeah, for me, it's more like I I get on my phone after a set and I'm just like, dude, my body needs to like chill out for you know three five, three like oh, thirty seconds or so. Mm-hmm. And it, or like my phone buzzes and it's something work related on Slack or something, and I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah it's it just i don't know the the big problem i have with newbies is they don't rack the weights correctly
1: yeah that and that's dangerous actually with some of yeah. the heavier it,
0: ones yeah and it drives me nuts it's like you know it's not, like you know the weight isn't like both rails on the thing um like the dumbbell isn't like on the rail it's like in the middle part or something like that Mm -hmm. um or they don't wipe down their stupid bench or their mats and i'm like come on man like be a
1: good citizen don't leave the imprint of like your back sweat exactly on the bench
0: exactly and and, and it's it's those things because people who go to the gym regularly actually view it like you know disrespectful just like their house so that you know you clean it after you use it but folks who just get in there for like the first time in a while. They forget those things until they encounter like back sweat on a bench and they're like, Oh, what the and then you're like, Yeah, it's because you also didn't do this. So Mm -hmm. that's my main frustration with it. Um and and then they just don't put stuff back in the right spots. And that's like the main thing, right? Like other than that, like, you know, yeah, of course. Everybody wants everybody's here to like, you know, work out, get stronger you know, and, you know,
1: and prove themselves. And yeah. Just and and be, just yeah, yeah, feel
0: better about their, you know, their bodies. Cause you only get one right <laughs> in this lifetime.
1: That is true. Um, yeah. you can't, only can't get just, one.
0: Can't like trade it in like a, like an old car.
1: <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. If you watch some black mirror,
0: you know, oh, you can just
1: download your, your brain and put it into another place or another body. Um, <laughs> have you seen it?
0: I have not. I, I yeah, I have not seen that, but uh, I, I can only imagine. I would imagine it's very similar to like Matrix ish, right?
1: Uh, well, but, actually, but it's, a, it's a new
0: body, right?
1: Yeah, well, Black Mirror is um a Netflix show that takes like dystopian um, interpretations of technological sort of trends, and then every episode is like a mini movie, so it's not a continuous series. Like, you can just start Uh, watching Series 3, Episode 5, and enjoy it.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Because I hate those with TV series where you're like, dude, you're in Season 4. I haven't seen Season 1. I'm going to be lost.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you can't watch that with your friends unless, you know, you're all kind of on the same page. Um, But but anyway, yeah, it's – you only have one body, one life to live. Got to take good care of it. Um, Like, how do you – maintain i think a, a good routine especially if you've just come up come back from an illness or if you're you know if you just were on leave or something like yeah. how do you like what's your what are your tips and tricks yeah so staying on yeah so um, the first thing program? is
0: uh, kind of two things like first of all getting sick in early 2018 was just awful for my routines the other thing is awful for my personal routines is traveling like when i'm somewhere like you know home in southern california or on vacation in, I don't know, pick a city. um, It it kills my routines because, you know, I don't have a gym readily accessible, um, you know, or I'm not like in my own home. Right. Um, I think it always just starts with doing one thing that's a small thing every day and just pick whatever it is and just do that every day. And then you add one more thing to, like, the list that you do every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, routines build on each other, in in my opinion. They are not, like, you can't just come up with, like, some magical routine and then be like, this is my routine moving forward.
1: Yeah, and there have to be factors that help you maintain that routine. Like, either some sort of feedback or something that it's like, if I don't do this, something bad happens. Or if I do do this, something good happens.
0: So I I talked to one of my friends um, and – They're like, so what's like a routine that you start with, and it's it's really funny. I I used to never do this, and now I do this religiously. Is I make my bed, like in the morning. So, Hmm. uh, I wake up, and I immediately first thing I do before I brush my teeth, before I you know even enter the bathroom, I, you know, gather the pillows, put them right where they need to be, get the comforter set. And then just make the bed. Uh, There's kind of like three ways this helps you. And I've I've told this to quite a few folks. But the first way it helps you is if you make your bed, it's very – like there's a low likelihood that you will go back to bed.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so true. So
0: you're like, I'm out. I just did this little activity. Right where like the pillows are there, the blankets there. It's like nice and like smooth and happy, and ta-da, it's a made bed. So you're not like, you know what I'm just gonna do? I'm gonna brush my teeth and then I'm gonna look at my bed. And if it's messy, you're like, I can just crawl right back in. It looks like there's a little nook right here that I can like snuggle into that's still warm, right? (laughs) That's so (laughs) true. So that's that's piece one. Like we're all human, right? Um, The second way that it benefits you is. Like, you did one thing for yourself immediately, right? Like, making the bed is for you, right? Like, it's your Mm -hmm. bed. And you actually checked a box, and it was a very easy box to check right out of the gate, right in the morning, and it's done. Just like brushing your teeth. And then brushing your teeth is a second checkbox, right? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like, getting ready is like a third checkbox. So you start off immediately checking one box within, like, three minutes of waking up
1: yeah yeah so does that help you feel like you start your day with an accomplishment yes and is it that that little sort of dopamine hit it's and a surprise yeah, that spark. gets you it's just a little your spark. day
0: yep and then the third piece which is my my favorite one is no matter how shitty your day is when you come home you have a bed that is nice and happy for you to fuck up and mess up. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, I deserve going into this.
0: This is like, yeah, and you're like, my bed is made. This is perfect, right? Like, the worst thing you can do, I think, is have a shitty day, come home, and there's like, your bed's all messy, there's like clothes everywhere, like on the ground. It's just like chaos.
1: Oh, I hate that. I hate coming back from trips to like a dirty apartment or a messy apartment. I just feel so defeated. You just feel And I don't look forward to going home.
0: Yeah, and, and you're exhausted. And now you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, now I have to, like, clean up all this shit? Like, this is a disaster. Yeah. So by making your bed every morning and, like, before you leave for a trip, when you come home, you're like, ah, oh, my bed. <laughs> and, then <he's> like, <laughs> and then I, like, fall down onto the bed like a little starfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is mine. <laughs> all mine. Um, and that's it. That's, like, a great little – that's just how I get my routines going. Um, it's just by making the bed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. So that's usually my my biggest advice to people is just like, hey, you know what? Like, first thing you can do, make your bed, uh, just to get your routines going. Uh, other than that, just to stick with routines, it's you know, it, each routine builds on the other, right? It's not sexy. It's you know, it's just a fundamental thing, mm-hmm. uh, just like brushing your teeth before you, you know, once you wake up and then before you go to bed, right? Like you should do that.
1: Yeah. I uh I read that the person who created toothpaste is actually someone who realized that people like the minty feeling. They don't actually care about they care less about the, the teeth cleaning. And mm-hmm. when, when he introduced toothpaste into the market, it was, I think, in like the 50s or 60s. And the active ingredient really was a, a baking soda. It was something that didn't lather. It didn't lather and it had no minty flavor. And so oh, he realized no one really was buying it until he put in the minty flavor and the, the foaming agent. And suddenly people just people were buying them one after another. So they'd go out, they'd they'd go through their tube and then they'd buy the next one. They'd go through their tube and they'd buy the next one. Previously, when there was no foaming agent and there was no flavor, there wasn't the uh, habit inducing quality. And so what he ended up realizing was people became addicted to the minty flavor. And they felt that the lather was exact, they felt that the lather was a visual cue that it was working. Because it's lots of little bubbles. Yeah. And so it was really those two ancillary qualities of the toothpaste that are getting people to brush their teeth. So it's funny how it's other qualities that you don't think of when you're using a product or when you're creating a habit that are the things that make the habit stick.
0: Right, right. So it was really cool. Yeah, you zero in on not the main thing, but you actually zero in on all the ancillary things attached to it, right?
1: Totally.
0: I, I can imagine the same thing happening with uh, Listerine. Yep. I, although it's too spicy for me.
1: <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, I, I go to restaurants and I say, how spicy is this? And they're like, eh, I mean, you may, a little bit. Like, they start, they respond with really subjective terms. Right. And then I say, assuming Sriracha is a five, like, what is the, you know, how spicy is this on a one to ten? So
0: ratio. what's your what's your tolerance level? So assuming that Sriracha, sriracha is
1: five. Is five I could probably go no spicier than like an eight,
0: which that's, is pretty that's spicy. Pretty good. So
1: it's it's pretty good. It's just that like there are different types of spicy too. There's the hit you in the face spicy, but like you don't really realize how spicy it is until it's too late. And then there's the <laughs> slow burn spicy like that's like, okay, like it's spicy, but it hits, but it but it hits really early. like it peaks early. and then it kind of goes downhill. Uh, through the rest of like your meal.
0: You know what I'm talking those about? Goes downhill right? as in as in it, it it has it it diminishes.
1: It diminishes. I yes. See. So Have so you like ever that, had
0: the spicy that builds?
1: Oh, all the Thai spices? Yeah. And anything that's like Southeast Asian, you have to be super careful of because it doesn't seem spicy yeah. at first
0: and then wait just, yeah, exactly. 30 seconds. Yeah. Those <laughs> ones those ones oh man. I I have a pretty high spicy tolerance. I was going to say mine's like around like a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the slow build ones, oh man, it gets you, but it hurts so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does. I, I like spicy food as long as I'm okay not really tasting
0: the rest of the other
1: flavors that's for right. the rest of the meal.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, but Listerine yeah. is too spicy or it's too hot? Yeah, for you? it's that's,
1: too spicy because they, they tell you the packaging says use this for 30 seconds. Yeah. So if I, if I you know take a swig and I do it I, and I and I start swishing around, I can't have it in my mouth for longer than like twelve seconds. My record is like twelve
0: or, or thirteen seconds. That's so funny that you actually put a stopwatch to it. and You're like, I can't yeah. follow the directions. I literally
1: can't make it. To 30 <laughs> I can't seconds. follow the
0: directions on this package. It's too spicy.
1: <laughs> so oh. I just do it for like you know five or six seconds. I spit it out. And you have and that then, mentee,
0: but you have that feeling in your, that tingly feeling in your mouth, though, that yes, everybody, which is like, I'm going to go to bed now,
1: right? Right, right. I mean, it's yeah. literally that, that is the thing that, that ran their successful TV ad campaign. You know, where, where one after another people are lifting their heads back from the sink with a, ah, <sighs> uh,
0: yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like the, it's like the, uh, it's like opening a can of Coke on TV. It's that exact sensation, Ooh, right? That's yeah. That's down so on.
1: satisfying.
0: Oh, I love Little that. Sh- I love that sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, man It's so funny how they've been able to market to us and the, and, and going back to routines, like it. Forces that's routine, right? Like mm-hmm. just the sound of like the Coke can opening, right? Is like, right. oh, you're about to have Coke. Yeah And they've actually engineered that. Do you know this? That they've engineered that exact sound when the can opens. Really? Yeah, it's the can is designed so it has that special like sound when it's like and it just opens. But that's
1: not a Coca-Cola patent, right? Because lots of other soda brands use no, the No, but same each camp. one
0: has its own – different. It, it's slightly different, but they all go for that same kind of like sound space. It's almost like yeah. engineering the um, – uh, like how a car sounds. Mm-hmm. Like Ferrari and Lamborghinis and all the super high-end cars have like – They have that, a
1: slightly different sound.
0: They have a slightly different sound, but it's like either like a growling sound right so mm-hmm. that you, when you're driving it you're like oh yeah there's a lot of power behind oh here. yeah vroom vroom right or or has <laughs> like that whir that you're like oh my gosh like this is like acceleration mm-hmm. and then so you can lock that sound and you do that association of sound to experience mm-hmm. um, the other spot uh, I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole real fast is uh Disney does a lot of amazing sound engineering
1: they are incredible They've uh, done such a great job with the in-park experience.
0: So I I was listening to this, uh, I think it was a, another podcast, talking about Disney and how the, their Imagineers use sound. Mm-hmm. And one of the most fascinating things was in their animatronics for It's a Small World or for, like, a bear, uh, sometimes you don't have enough space inside of the animatronic to put, like, a speaker. Mm. So... The worst thing you could do is put it into a tree.
1: <laughs> because yeah, the, the tree is growling at you. And through, you're like, you're the like, tree's what?
0: growling at me. And then, like, it kills the experience in, like, it subconsciously kills, like, a rider's experience. Right. But one of the cool things that they then do is they have to figure out, like, if you're listening to it from here and there's, you know, the um, the boat is passing by, the bear or whatever, they put two speakers that then are like pointed at you. So it seems like it's coming from the bear, but it's behind the bear. And it's mm. shaped a certain way that it seems like it's coming from the bear. And they put like all the of that thought- are, Exactly, are and they put all mm. of that thought into doing it so you have like a great experience. So anyways, it's, it's so That's funny- interesting. How you uh, engineer all these little things so that it builds that routine or that expectation of happiness, right, for, for, for somebody. But, um,
1: yeah, yeah, that that's fascinating. And back to your early earlier point of every soda can having its own, um, I guess, sound imprint. Yes. Like, y- you know what would be interesting is is if we tested all like the fl- like flight attendants, uh, just yeah. to see, hey, what does this sound like? Does that sound like a Sprite? Does that sound like a Coke? That's right. Does that sound like a Dasani sparkling water? Well, they're, they're like, mainly <laughs> owned
0: by two companies, right? Like, it's like Pepsi and Coke, and then they own like their own brands of whatever. So oh, I'm yeah, sure that, that they. I I don't know if it's that differentiated, but, yeah, it would be really cool if somebody had, like, really good microphones and set it up and then popped, like, you know, a Dr. Pepper versus a Pepsi versus a Coca-Cola or something. It would
1: be interesting. Yeah. Have you seen people tap the uh, lid as as if they're trying to get rid of bubbles?
0: Yeah. It's it's a funny little routine. Do you do that? I do not do that. I do not do that.
1: Okay. That's a good thing because... I hate to break it to you, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a pressurized environment, so right. you tapping on it isn't actually going to.
0: Yeah, do if it's already shit. shaken, you're in for a surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah, and no amount of tapping is going to 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 change it. Yeah. Like people you just do need it to wait. because yeah. you just have to wait, or you just have to <laughs> just suck it up. It might explode on you, but just open it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. It's, yeah, there's so many little routines I, or little habits that people don't know that they've built up yep. before uh, doing something, which is really fascinating, like the tapping on the can. Um, some people wipe it, um, which I, I actually do, so I wipe the can. Uh, some people can't drink out of a can. They have to have it like in a glass.
1: Really yeah, or, or with the straw. I don't strong? like drinking out of a can because I heard a horror story once of how there was uh, a, a man who died after drinking a can of of soda and it was because the can had been left in a pallet in a warehouse and there were rats that were, like there was basically rat like excrement, um, tr- like trace amounts left on the top and it just wasn't cleaned. And so the guy put his mouth to it and got really, really sick because some of these rats had been tried to, you know, b- people have tried to kill them with rat poison, and so yeah, they ingest yeah, yeah. that, and it just ends up like what? being really, really toxic. And so this guy went to the hospital. No one knew what was wrong with him. Ended up passing away, and they did a postmortem and realized that in the at- autopsy, he had succumbed to a disease that was uh, found in a, in a, like that that found rat poison and rat, um, you know, feces as the carrier. And so since the hearing that, well, that's, that's crazy, story. I know. it's a that story. I cannot put my my lips to a can. I'll, I'll do uh, a straw. I'll, I'll take the glass, you know, but I can't do the can directly.
0: That's crazy because if you pour into a glass, theoretically, it hits the top of the can, anyways.
1: True. Although it would just be that lip, you know, as long as <laughs> you're not, as long as you're you're pouring it the right way, you're not putting your entire mouth like over that's the it. opening. So are you? You know what I mean?
0: Are, yeah, I, I understand. So you're saying that you. Have reduced the exposure. It's not like he was licking the other parts of the can either. We don't know. We <laughs> he wasn't licking the tab, right? Like, what <laughs> was he doing when he was drinking this thing? It like, could have been a. He's even like yeah, he chugging it. <laughs> but I have even if he's chugging there. it, right? Like, he puts his mouth exactly in the same location that you would pour over. Right? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I think putting your, your pucker directly to the metal is still worse. Than having the drink pour out of the can because you're pouring the can fast enough that a majority of the liquid's not hitting contact with the metal, with the actual aluminum. Right. You know what I mean?
0: No, I understand. It's just it's just like a funny. I I. I, It's not like when you drink the from the can, you are licking the entire circumference of like the top, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I I know what you're saying. Yeah. I.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I prefer uh, – I technically prefer over ice and, like, in a glass.
1: Yeah, ice makes all the difference.
0: But sometimes right out of the can is, is fine if I'm, like, on the go. that's fine. Yeah, or at
1: a party and it's just in an ice bucket.
0: That's right. It's – yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I, I think the routines are um, – kind of going back to that uh, topic, it's I, – I, I, I love building routines. Um, you know, it's not sexy – each day is, like, very similar to the last. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think that it, if you fall in love with the routine, you actually see a lot more progress, right? You just get better at it. And that's kind of why I like routines, and I'm working to build a lot of new ones. Like, have you built any new routines for
1: 2018? or? Um, I actually go to bed earlier, which – used to be a huge struggle because I had big FOMO with like, you know, ah, oh, this day went by so quickly. I spent majority of it working and now I'm at home and I just feel like
0: what time do I you want go to, to bed stay now? up
1: longer. So I used to go to bed, you know, probably around midnight. And now I go to bed around 9, 45, 10.
0: Um, oh, but so a new jealous. routine. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I wish I could do that.
1: <laughs> well, you're also teaching. So you I know, but... have a completely different schedule. Um, but a new routine that is built, that is been enabled by this uh, initial routine of sleeping earlier, is I keep a dream journal now, and I'm now trying to learn how to lucid dream. Have you heard of lucid dreaming?
0: No. What, what? Are you, okay, are, you prepare it, are you using drugs? Be...
1: So, prepared. <laughs> there's no drugs involved, no narcotics, but prepare to have your mind blown. Okay. okay. And I'm ready. Right, I'm ready. You might literally think I'm like the most hippie, strange person, but.
0: Wait it's before or after so this story? After the story, actually. No, you probably already think I'm, I'm kind of a hippy dippy. You're not that. Weirdo. You're not. You're not that hippy dippy. I, I know. I know. I know hippy dippy. That's
1: true. Like you know, I do wear Birkenstocks, but right. you know, I, I you, do eat meat. Yeah, at the same you, time. You're, you're, you so.
0: haven't you haven't crossed that line yet. There's some yeah, no, where no dreadlocks. Like, yeah, there's some people where I'm like, look behind you. Yeah. <laughs> there's the line. Yeah.
1: I definitely use my printer and I I use as much paper as I need to. But um, so lucid dreaming is actually a movement that I believe started in, in, I think, like the 80s, where it's the concept of being able to control what you do in your dreams. It's the ability to recognize that you're dreaming and then make things happen in your dream. So Inception, Christopher Nolan's movie with Leo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, Mm -hmm. like Killian Murphy, like that movie, I think introduced the masses to the concept of being able to like architect your dreams and being able to have autonomy when you're sleeping. And so Lucid Dreaming, there's a book that I'm reading that was co-written by one of my professors at Stanford. And I'm reading this book and it's uh, teaching you how to learned a lucid dream. And it's very interesting because they, they say that anyone can learn to do it. It just takes a lot of discipline with keeping something called a dream journal. And so a dream journal is exactly what you think it is. Like I spend the first 10 minutes every morning writing down and anything and everything that I can remember about my dreams. And I've always been a very, um, I think dream perceptive type of person where I'll wake up and I'll look over and I'll say, Hey Ramsey, Guess what I dreamed about? And then I'll say, you know, there was a man on a skateboard and the skateboard, you know, had a bunch of pigs on it and the pigs came to life and it dragged the the skateboard up into the air and then I hang I hung on. And then before I knew it, I was a trapeze artist at a circus and he would just look at me like I was crazy. But my dreams are very vivid and very, very, um, they feel so real when I'm in them. And so I've always had an interest in in capturing these dreams and eventually, I don't know, making, making a story out of them. But I'm now pen to paper, I have two weeks' worth of entries, and every day, I wake up and I remember my dreams and I just write down as many details as possible. the The program also has you do this thing called dream signs, where you pull and you extract common themes and common emotions and common signs that you're seeing that are recurring.
0: Oh, and, interesting! So it's pattern recognition. Exactly, it's
1: pattern recognition. And so once you start seeing those patterns, you train your mind to be able to know when you're dreaming, because that's the first step to being able to lucid dream. It's stay, it's knowing that you're dreaming while you're still dreaming, which is really really difficult. And and I'm happy to you know share with you. I'm very excited that last night, like this morning, was the first time in a long time that I realized that I was dreaming in the dream.
0: And I, I you know I, so 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 when you realize you're dreaming in the dream. You can then control the world? Does that make sense? Is that that the goal? To control your dream world?
1: Yes, that is the goal. It is an absolute precursor and a need to realize that you're dreaming first in order for you to train yourself to exert any control. So I, for instance, my dream last night, I'll just share. um, I was trapped in a room and there was a big burly guy coming after me and I was really scared. But in the process of being scared, I realized, wait a second, this is a dream. So I wasn't scared anymore, and I started looking around and thinking, "Can I materialize a hammer? Can I materialize a shield, or something to fight this guy off?" And I got so excited that I was dreaming, that and that I knew I was dreaming, that I actually woke up. So and you're it, like, was Damn a it. Strange... <laughs> yes. I was like, "Oh shoot!" But 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 that's a you know, I leveled up like in the program because I now realize and I and I remember that I was dreaming in the dream, and I knew that the next step was. To, to now, you know, co- conjure something up to be able to defend myself while still in the dream. Um, but, oh, yeah, I and there are a lot of other things like astral recently. projections. It gets very, very complicated and, and pretty spiritual at that point. But I'm just trying to tactically have more control over my dream.
0: <laughs> I, I wonder... I guess what's the goal of being able to control the environment in the dream? Is it more so that you don't freak out as much? Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. That's a great question. Like, why, right? Why invest my time into learning this skill? Well, the the book actually has an interesting quote, which is those who have successfully learned to lucid dream, um, they are alive in those dreams. And so the human life, right? Like, we spend 60 years of our life dreaming.
0: I see. So I
1: think it would be a fun challenge to learn how to. Come alive when when I'm sleeping so that I'm actually
0: your brain is engaged pretty much. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is.
1: So, my brain is engaged, and I feel like I'm not like I'm excited to go to bed now. This is weird to say. I used to really not want to go to bed because I had FOMO. Yeah. So, so this has helped me get excited about going to bed because you're about to go
0: on a new adventure of some sort, and you can control this magical world. Yeah.
1: And I will remember what happened like the next morning it's crazy and really, really exciting. And, and I'm totally nerding out at this point, but, but I, it's a new thing that, that I'm excited to kind of try also because I know that I'm capable of doing this because I've always had very active dreams. And I just yeah. know that I was born with the ability to remember things that happen in my head, um, when I'm sleeping. So, and there are communities online, on Reddit, and and on the what? internet, and and in the world, who they they basically come together like it's an AA session, and they like <laughs> talk about their lucid dreams. <laughs>
0: so that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is really cool. It's really cool. Wow.
0: I, um. Yeah. I. I don't. I know that I change the worlds sometimes, a bit, when I'm dreaming. You know. Yeah. I'm just like Wait a I'm minute. Sure this makes do. no sense. Let's <laughs> let's do this. But yeah. I, I find my, most of my dreams are just me replaying, like, the day or, like, a, an event that happened to me and then thinking through, like, multiple outcomes if I had done X, Y, or Z.
1: Yeah, and that's a perfect use case for lucid dreaming because yeah. people have used it to um, essentially go through scenarios that they would in real life.
0: That's exactly, um, that's exactly what happens in my dreams. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah. cool, let's change this, and then, like, what else would happen? And yep. that's how I – I view it more like a maybe I'm doing lucid dreaming without like lucid dreaming. But, totally. But you might be. For me, it, I, I think of it as like a decision tree, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I just walk through the decision tree. So I'm like, oh, here's a scenario where Davy's frustrated because of XYZ. If Davy does option A, this plays out. Okay, cool. Reset. What if Davy does option B? Oh, so you
1: cool. can do that?
0: Like you've had dreams where you've done that? Yeah,
1: yeah. That is incredible. That's actually really sophisticated and and pretty advanced. So that's pretty cool because I can't do that yet. Like I, I don't have the ability to conjure up and and intentionally choose a situation. I just sort of uh, I get what I get. I get what my subconscious. <laughs> like and the I just dealer have to deals the cards. <laughs> exactly. But but you sound like you are able to. Um, choose your situation which is really impressive I, well, I can haven't been able to do that
0: it's more like there's a problem that's bugging me uh, this used to happen when you know working at uh, you know a larger company or mm-hmm. at, even at Gusto, like I Gusto, I had it uh, quite a bit where you know here's a scenario right like I'm trying to hire this candidate right and I'm trying to understand what motivates this candidate to join um, the, their next company if i sell this aspect of gusto does it actually further their interest in it or not or is it this other one or you know maybe they have like the situation where they don't want to commute up to the city how do i incentivize them to overcome that thing and that's what like i would dream of and then i'd wake up and i was like cool maybe i should write this in the email right
1: Interesting. So you really are solving problems while you're sleeping. And you yeah, wake up but it's like a problem
0: eight. that's like eating away at my brain. Sorry, that sounds pretty bad. Got right it. So you're, you're
1: saying multiple levels of your brain are engaged in solving that problem. So it, it makes well, sense Well, it's because to... I went
0: to bed with that problem and I'm like, this is awful because I don't know how to solve it. And then I'm like, maybe in a fictitious world, I will magically solve it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then,
0: and then, like, it's like, okay, well, like let's roll the dice and see what, what comes out. And, you know, um, it's usually, yeah. And then I wake up and I'm like, I should do this. And then I just do that and then I move on. So I don't like journal it or think about it. But it's like, I, I also do it for product development sometimes, right? You know, uh, yeah, this is a very creativity. complicated flow. Um, and then let me just play out like what an user would do. Let's assume that this is a bakery owner and she has like four employees. And hello, I'm her. Let's go through the scenario.
1: Yeah. So wow. That's I'm pretty impressed. So, yeah, you yeah, sounds like you really are doing you're already doing that. Um, kind you know.
0: of. But it's, not, you know, I, there's no structure to it. It's, well, there's structure when I'm in it, but there's no structure around it like you have built does that make sense yeah you have like a macro macro structure with like processes of improving and getting better at it I just don't I I don't have that
1: yeah the, the book I'm reading um I'll just I'll just share it is called um exploring the world of lucid dreaming um, and very the, descriptive
0: title. <laughs> it's very descriptive, very
1: original, yeah. and it's written by Stephen Leberge um, and Howard Reingold. And Howard Reingold was one of my professors at Stanford, and he he was a total he was a total nut, but but like really cool, really nice, really uh, really really um, uh, informed, and and he was a very cool guy. So. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend it if you're looking for some structure because it says, you know, don't move on to the next step until you have at least a month's worth of of dreams in your dream journal. And I'm really enjoying writing these dreams down because some of these dreams, I just will absolutely forget if I don't write them down and being able to go back and have rejog my memory. It's like all these smells and colors and feelings come back. And it's really, really interesting because Dreaming is just so immersive, right? Like, you feel like you're in, in it, and it's this whole other world. And writing down the sensory experience just helps you almost refer back to memories that really never happened in real life but happened in my mind. Um, sometimes, and it's just
0: Yeah, some folks cool. say that like like, dreams are even more real than real life to folks.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, that's one of the um, storylines in Inception, right? Yeah. Like, the spoiler alert, but, you know, <laughs> Mall, you know, she – literally kills herself because she was convinced that her dreams were so much more real.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Awesome. Well, wow. This episode actually went on uh, quite, quite, quite some time here. We're at like minute 36. So uh, we should sign off and uh, let folks kind of get back to, uh, well, actually listen to other podcasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Thanks baby. All right.
0: See you crystal. Bye.
1: Bye.